What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt Hensley, and I am joined by none other than Dr. Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman. And did you know that Southwestern Seminary is a premier theological institution located in Fort Worth, Texas? Their mission is to train and equip men and women for ministry in the local church and throughout the world. With a commitment to biblical authority and the Great Commission, they offer a variety of undergraduate and graduate programs in theology, ministry, and counseling. Their faculty are experienced pastors and scholars who are dedicated to teaching and mentoring the next generation of Christian leaders. So come join Southwestern Seminary and discover your calling to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. Kyle, Southwestern did not send me that ad copy. I did not write that ad copy. In fact, no human being wrote that ad copy. That ad came from ChatGPT, also known as artificial intelligence. That yeah. could have been a much better name for this podcast. Artificial <laughs> intelligence. Right. Artificial yeah. unintelligence. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we we just have been playing around with that uh, AI writing stuff, and uh, and so I thought, you know what? Instead of our normal kind of podcast copy, our advertisement slot there, I'll just let them write it, see what they have to say. But we are grateful for Southwestern Seminary, and if you would like to find out more, they said discover your calling. Southwestern says live your calling, but you know, discover live tomato tomato. It's yeah. you know anyway. We encourage you to visit swibbits.edu to find out more about Southwestern Seminary, the crown jewel of Southern Baptist Convention Seminaries. Kyle, how are you doing? Uh, well, I, I think I'm good. I haven't asked the, uh, uh, the, the artificial intelligence chat how I'm doing today. So uh, as far as I know, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, doing, you should be doing all right because your Texas Rangers signed Jake. Oda Rizzi. Yeah, they did. And who else? And Jacob deGrom. Woo! That's nice. Yep. yep. And, uh, and, and, and Andrew and Andrew Haney, too, I believe. So uh, the, the Rangers are spending. And uh, um, I'm just going to go ahead and order, pre-order my World Series flag. And, uh, you should. But, you should. I did see where somebody like did a custom jersey the moment that the uh Aaron Ju uh Aaron uh judge um news came out incorrectly that he was going to the uh Giants. They had had a Giants jersey made. That's fantastic. Uh anyway, we're not talking about major league baseball and we're kind of not talking about artificial intelligence. That's way above our intelligence pay grade. Uh, maybe we need to get somebody like a Dan Darling or a Jason Thacker. On yeah, we're going to have to bring Jason to... Thacker back on to, yeah. to talk to the. That's not to... me. Uh, and I'm all about it. Like, you want to write my papers, you want to write my sermons, yeah. all in on that. Please write a sermon on Advent and just see what happens, you know? Uh, no, anyway, we don't recommend that uh, officially. We, we probably need that disclaimer. However, uh, the AI is also able to describe not another Baptist podcast. And the results, I may say, are rather insulting, but also accurate, accurate. 
And so accurate. accurate. They didn't remember that, obviously. So yeah. tell us how they would describe not another Baptist yeah. podcast. Yeah, so so I just logged in and I said, explain why not another Baptist podcast, the best podcast, literally ever. And and I have to out myself because I had a typo. And ever is actually spur. There was an S. That, uh, I'm not correct. Didn't catch it. So I was afraid that would mess it up. But this is what uh, chat.ai or the, the AI chat says. Not another Baptist podcast is the best podcast because it offers a unique and fresh perspective on Baptist issues and belief. The hosts, <laughs> Matt and Mike, are both passionate and knowledgeable about their faith, and they bring a humorous and relatable approach to discussing topics that may be considered dry or boring by some. Additionally, the podcast features a diverse array of guests who provide a wide range of perspectives and experiences making for engaging and thought-provoking conversations. Overall, not Another Baptist Podcast is a must-listen for anyone interested in Baptist theology and culture. So I hope that you and Mike are enjoying your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I obviously, uh, Kyle, and not Mike, have we ever even had a Mike on the show? I, gotta think, I don't think we've ever had a Mike. So I ran it again, and it had a Matt and Aaron. And, and I thought, all right, we've had Aaron Ledford on, I think, once. Yeah. But so where where it found but no, I don't think we've ever had a mic as far as I remember. If we you're Mike and you've been on this show, I'm very sorry about that. And, and <laughs> I think technically you have been on the show more than I have because I've missed quite a bit the last little little bit. And so uh so anyway, I'm okay with it. Uh <laughs> you know, because it got me in there. And uh I like the uh the boring comment. That was great. I do agree with the must my, my family part. would agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about topics that are boring to some. Yeah, I uh, I also would would like to tell you um, that the AI was able to come up with a joke about the Texas Rangers. I said, please okay. tell me a joke about the Texas Rangers. And this is what he, she, it. So what's going to be their pronoun? How's that going to work? Uh, <laughs> here was here was their answer. Um, why did the chicken cross the road and go to Texas? Do you know? I don't know. I do not. Be, because he heard the Rangers were excellent. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Like, like uh, I, that's a joke I would tell. Okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's, that's oh, a good man. dad, uh, high quality dad joke. I appreciate yeah, it. A hundred percent. So, uh, if you want to check that out and write your sermons or whatever <laughs> you want to do, if you need some ad copy ideas, and you're in the you know, communications biz, like go check out open AI API or something or other and have a little fun. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, we're not talking about AI. We're not talking about baseball. We're not talking about all of that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought today just kind of, as we're approaching Christmas and our waistlines are expanding because of all the Christmas tree cakes and all of that kind of thing, all the hot cocoa and, and everything that we do during the holidays. It, I mean, this is a tough time for some because you you know you're working on your you know your new year's resolutions at the beginning of the year because you got fat for thanksgiving and christmas i mean that's the greatest gift of all but anyway we're going to talk a little bit about that and so i thought one what were some of the most iconic dishes for some of our different 50 states 50 states there's 50 states in america right so uh california Kyle, what do you think 
is the most iconic dish for California? Probably something like hummus with all the hippies out in California. Well, thank you for alienating that portion of our base. The answer is stuffing. Oh, okay. Stuffing, of course. California. Not dressing. Very, very, yeah, very, very specific. Here's where it's not shocking. California's take on stuffing is generally more fruit and veggie packed than the rest of the countries, but they're still hyped on stuffing, they say. Uh, Alaska, what would you think is Alaska's? Uh, uh iconic dish. salmon. Salmon, you are incorrect. You are <laughs> very incorrect, but you're in the ballpark. It is something that's in the water. L- lobster. Kind of crab legs. Oh, crab okay. Crab legs. Specifically, Se- seafood. Snow, yeah. Snow crab legs are one of life's greatest luxuries, but their high price can make preparing them at home feel a little daunting, but we have a secret. Crab legs are ridiculously easy to make and super popular at an Alaskan holiday meal. There you go. Uh, let's see. Give me another state. Give me another state. Uh, well, hey, we came from New Mexico, so let's go to New Mexico. And I have a guess. Okay, give me your guess while I get there. Uh, for Christmas, I'm going to say tamales. You, sir. Are correct. Christmas in New Mexico is a super flavorful multicultural feast. Tamales have become their most famous staple, and they would gladly choose tamales over ham any day. Uh, all right, let, let's tamales see if Texas. Good. Let's see how Texas yep. does. We're in Texas. I so full disclosure. I have made it to Tennessee in this little thing. I'm I'm clicking the little arrow because these are little pictures. I have not seen this. So I haven't gone all the way to Texas. So what do you think is the Texas dish? What do I think is the Texas dish? And we're going to say it on the count of three together and see if we are correct. Okay. So the most iconic dish in Texas. Think, think we're Texans kind of, I'm from California technically, Uh, but we're Texans for the most of our lives. So one, two, three. Turkey. Brisket. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, we're kind of boring on that. And I was pretty close to right, slightly right, wrong cooking style, deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkey. Sure, there are some Texans who prefer their annual turkey fix to be simply roasted, but there are an even bigger contingent who want theirs deep fried every single time. Amen. Uh, delish, whatever Delish yep. magazine is, uh, said for their version, we opted for a different kind of fryer, an air fryer. I'd like to see somebody throw a turkey in an air fryer, see what happens. Anyway, <laughs> like, uh, I, I haven't seen an air fryer big enough to hold a turkey. Like, I, I mean, they're tiny turkey. <laughs> uh, probably this magazine is putting like sliced turkey in there. Like, from go, much go to our friends. We, we, you know, we, we've got a lot of friends in the South. So go to like Alabama or Georgia or. Something like that. Okay, Probably going to be like. I remember much. Alabama. Or I guess that'd be North Carolina. Alabama was some kind of a uh, uh, a roll type thing. Let me see. Alabama crescent recipes. Like so, that's their iconic dish. Is just all things crescent rolls. Um, so like pigs in a so blanket or okay. Yeah. So there's there are so many things you can make with crescent rolls, danishes, rings, pinwheels, and more. And Alabama has mastered them all. And uh, and so let's see. They said bacon brie, 
Bacon Brie, B-R-I-E, Bacon Brie Crescent Wreath doubles as both appetizer and centerpiece. This cheesy, savory crescent ring is perfect for your holiday gathering. And uh, so there's that. Um, go Alabama. I will recommend a taco ring, by the way. Maybe we could talk about a taco ring one day. Uh, that's with the crescent Ooh, roll. That would be fun. It's amazing. Uh, what was another state you wanted me to look up? Uh, let's go to North Carolina. Let's go to see what uh, Dude, what our friend Jay Allen Murray. Okay. North Carolina. <laughs> what do you think it is? Liver mush. <laughs> I just assume that's what they eat for everything. Cornbed, cornbread dressing. Cornbread dressing. That's very specific. Got to be, got to be cornbread. Yep. Okay. I, I'll, I'll agree. That's pretty good. Yep. Let's see for for Jonathan Howe. Let's let's get him in here. Sweet potatoes in, in Tennessee. Sweet potatoes. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, see what the just what, a, what do you think the Mormons like? <laughs> What's Utah? Um. Well, let's see. It's not going to be coffee. Uh, it's not gonna, um, I'm going to say they're pretty traditional. So let's go with something like pumpkin pie. Yeah, you're wrong. Green bean casserole. It is pretty traditional. It I was, is. I I was, was on the say, right track. I, I was going to kind of lead you in that direction. Like, think the most bland, see, basic. I, so, so I like green bean casserole. Oh, I but, I, but, but I, um, I associate that more with Thanksgiving, I guess, than, than with Christmas. Okay. And so I, I guess a lot of people do the same thing with pumpkin pie. Like for me, it's a it's a like solid holiday, anytime from like September through January. Yeah, uh, pumpkin pie is good. But all right, okay. uh, now in your head, I want you to be thinking of some just traditional Christmas treats. You know, we mentioned the little Debbie Christmas tree cakes or the brownie cakes, that kind of thing. Hot cocoa. Think of gingerbread cookies, sugar cookies, all that kind of stuff. Think, just think through them. We're going to bounce back and forth, toss one out, and the other is going to say, "Eat or pass," or thumbs up, thumbs down, however we want to do it. So I'll go first and say, uh, "Cinnamon rolls." Oh, absolutely! Thumbs up. Yes, thumbs up. Yep. Especially, have you had the the sister Schubert cinnamon rolls? No, we oh, have my word. a Landon, oh. a Landon cinnamon roll. That is a friend of ours. One of the youth at First Baptist Farmersville is a an aspiring baker, and uh, every Christmas he does orders for cinnamon rolls, and we've ordered a bunch of them. Right now he's up to having to bake like a hundred and eighty, so he's killing it. <laughs> uh, awesome. So yeah, cinnamon roll—that's an easy one. Give give me yours. Yeah. So, so the little, um, the little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. So this is the white ones, I guess, or the yep. chocolate. Okay. Yep. yep. I am all in and I'm going to add, I'm not all in on the, like the extra large ones. There's something about, oh, I haven't had about them. Like they're, they're good. I mean, they taste good, but I think the smaller one, it gets a little more of that kind of the icing on the top and, and the balance is a little better between the cake on the inside and the icing on the top. than the other one is just like this mouthful of cake. And uh, which is good, it's fine. But I'm going to prefer the regular, normal Little Debbie Christmas I mean, tree cakes. I'm all in. And did, did did you say they're chocolate ones? I've never had the chocolate ones. Yeah, yeah. We used to split them. We oh. cut them in half and make like a little Frankenstein version of the Christmas tree cake. Um, so yeah, they have those. Uh, and Rebecca is making for our Christmas Sunday school party a Little Debbie uh, Christmas tree cake dip. 
yeah. wow. I don't remember right. the recipe, but basically it's a box of those, like all smushed down and you add like heavy cream or something. I don't know, whatever it is. And then I guess you use um, pretzels. I don't really like, you're not using tortilla chips to eat it. I mean, I would, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Let, let's get a little more tricky. Uh, uh, figgy pudding. I've never had figgy pudding. Yeah, me neither. I don't really to be completely know honest. So that now I will say there is a fantastic of Phineas and Ferb um that that uh references figgy pudding. If you're if you're a Phineas and Ferb fan, um it's uh, a Doofenshmirtz uh is trying to hate Christmas and he can't until um a group of carolers comes to his house. Um singing uh we wish you a merry christmas and, and they get to the part it's the so bring us some figgy pudding who <laughs> comes to the house demanding dessert from the 1800s and that's and that's his reason to hate christmas is because oh. they're they're demanding figgy pudding <laughs> all right your turn um all right so i'm gonna go with the um again they're store-bought um like just the standard kind of christmas cookies with like the um, kind of the hard sugar crystal, like red and green sugar crystals on them. No, no, no? not, not, not? because of taste, not because of taste, but it requires like hydration. It just sucks <laughs> the moisture out of my mouth. And I feel like it's sandpaper, like just chewing on that. Um, taste wise, they're great. I'm just not a big fan on them. Now, how many of our family members maybe have like a button uh, container that is in those old uh, like metal containers from the cookies, right? You know, that's that's yeah. what I think of when I think of those. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Do or die. Eggnog. Nope. I'm out. Okay. Tell me why. Can't do it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a good reason. I just don't like it. I, I've tried through the years, you know, what? Watching like Christmas Vacation, you know, and um, Clark and Cousin Eddie standing with their moose mugs. I'm thinking, oh, you know, I should try some egg. Nope. Every time. Yeah. I just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a glass of disappointment. I love, love eggnog minus the fact like an ounce is 300 calories. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, it's just the, it, it's, I mean, it's like a meal replacement shake. And so, you know, it's like ensure incredibly sugary and sweet and everything so it's amazing i love it um and i'm not usually somebody that puts creamer in my uh milk but that's usually the way that i will kind of not overindulge on eggnog is i'll throw a little bit in my coffee around christmas uh when we have some almost like a creamer i've never done that yeah okay and if i I mean you know it's not going to be as eggnoggy it's going to be more like a you know a creamer but anyway that's that's going to be mine I, I do like some eggnog. Right. I don't like the calorie cost. All right, here you go. Fruitcake. No, 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 no. Not 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 a big. I mean, I usually munch on it. Like if there's some, you know, if there's like a like a plate that somebody's like kind of set some out and cut it up, and I'll, I'll munch on it. But again, it's always. It, I just I can't. It, it looks it looks very pretty, but it the taste does not match the. The, the way that it looks. It looks like, never mind. I can't say that on the pod. <laughs> I was going to say undigested something. But uh, my mom in her freezer has like a section of fruitcakes 
by the year. And she puts like a sticky note on it for what year it is. And she'll go in and, and cut a little piece off, warm it up, whatever, I, or just let it get room temperature. I don't know, because I ain't touching it. And I'm certainly, I'm certainly not going to eat it uh, if it's 20 years old or whatever. But I think all the ones that they sell are just 20 years old. Like somebody, it's like, it's a white elephant gift of the grocery store. And so they just re-put them out there every year. So um, anyway, we've officially ticked off half of our listeners uh, by California comments and them, of course, calling it stuffing. That's another thing. And then the eggnog comments from you and now fruitcake, because I know Jay Allen is a big fruitcake lover. want to make sure I added that. Well, he, he probably eats fruitcake with his uh, liver mush mm-hmm. and, and thinks it's the best thing ever. So, yeah. well, you know, bless his heart. We don't have a whole lot of content for you because this is Christmas. Uh, and, and one of the things that we want to do was maybe just let you think of what are some of your favorite Christmas dishes? These are the times that we're having our Sunday school parties and everything else of, you know, taking something. Don't be the guy that takes the fruitcake um, unless you really like fruitcake and you want to take it home. Uh, that, you know, that's a good idea. Uh, just like we don't recommend being the one that takes the veggie tray. Uh, but, uh, but anyway... Think of your favorite dish and all of that. Make sure you take them and uh, bless others with it. And one of the best things you can do if you're a church member, if you really love your pastor, is to put a box of Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes on his porch. It will bless his uh, Christmas socks off. Kyle, you had a final thought? Yeah, so as we close, um, chat.openai wrote a Christmas greeting card for us. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. As the snow falls and the lights twinkle, may this season fill your heart with joy and warmth. May the coming year be full of blessings and prosperity. Wishing you and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas. So apparently um, chat.openai is a bit of a uh, Joel Osteen fan there. They are. Full of blessings and prosperity. They are. Uh, Well, Kyle, um, on this completely worthless episode... We do send out our people with a regular greeting, not written by OpenAI, and that is, may your coffee be as black as night, unless you throw a little eggnog in it, and as bold as the gospel we declare, or 20-year-old fruitcake. Take care. We love you guys. Have a very Merry Christmas. What's wrong with you people?